Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 2, Episode 6, Part 2. We went a little bit long, so you're getting a bonus episode. I'm here with Izzy. We are going to finish talking about our favorite romances that we read in 2021, and also finally get to our list of most anticipated for 2022. It'll be fun. I know. We read too yeah. much. <laughs> we re- we do. We read a lot. As always, I'll say if you guys are enjoying the podcast, we'd appreciate if you took a moment to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. And if you're interested in getting early access to episodes as well as exclusive bonus content, consider supporting us on Patreon. We do that for every episode. Huge thanks to all of our supporting patrons. You all make this possible. And a special shout out to our world expanding patron, Trina. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Uh, okay, so... Who, who, where did we leave off? I, I was last. Just, okay. Okay. All right. So we each have three more favorites of the year, and then we're going to move into most anticipated releases. Which should be quicker because we don't know a lot, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. That'll, that'll <laughs> go much faster. <laughs> like, we have a lot to say. I mean, they're the books we loved. Like, we, of course, yeah. we, we have a lot to say about them. So my next one is also my most recent read. And I, you know, I have some feelings on this. This is All the Feels by Olivia Dade. I loved this last year spoiler alert by her was one of my favorite books of the year and this year mm-hmm. i loved all the feels it's the second book in the series following two side characters i adore the way she does fat representation it's body positive it's so good and i have some feelings about this book because early reviews have been very mixed and i disagree <laughs> with with what people are saying about it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it. So this book follows a hero who has ADHD and is an actor on a popular TV series, kind of like Game of Thrones, but he's a little bit of a wild card. And so they bring in the heroine as like his minder to try to like kind of keep him for PR reasons more under control. And they have this kind of slow burn relationship that develops they become friends they're attracted to each other but they do a good job with the power dynamics they don't actually act on those feelings until she's not sort of like employed by him kind of sort of it's like that's weird so i think she does it she does a good job with it i loved it i loved the relationship they have banter they've got this friendship that turns into something more and i thought it was beautiful one of my favorite things about this book too is that we have a plain heroine she's not pretty Mm -hmm. And I love that because I don't think we get it very often. In real life, there are plenty of people who aren't traditionally pretty, who are plain, who find love and are very happy in their lives. And I like the idea of seeing that represented more on page because the reality is that what really matters is whether the person they're with finds them attractive. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. The reviews of this book, there's a lot of people who seem to be really put off by the fact that she is described as plain and the author doesn't Mm -hmm. let you forget it. And the hero, the hero will affectionately tease her about being like short and round and kind of bird-like. And Mm -hmm. it's it's cute. It's not something that's hurting her feelings. It's Mm -hmm. affectionate. And a lot of people didn't like that either. And I, it's interesting to me that there is this pushback or this like, well, I didn't see the chemistry between them or like he was so mean to her. And like, I didn't like that. Like it was always saying that she wasn't pretty. That was so mean. And I'm like, well, no, like it's, that's like, that's the whole point. The whole yeah. point is you're not supposed to forget that she's not pretty. This isn't like, just like, oh, well you can like sink into this fantasy, mm-hmm. self-insert fantasy of like, 
being this like beautiful person or something like it's it's making a point and i think it's an important one so anyway that's my like soapbox on um <laughs> all the feels but i loved it and i think other people should read it also yeah i'm, I'm excited it's on my list i'm i will read it before the end of the year because i'm 99% sure it'll be on my favorites list. We'll see. I'm very, very curious because the, mm -hmm. the skew on the reviews is interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll do Wild Rain by Beverly Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. A book that I have waffled on the rating on all year. Mm -hmm. I currently mm -hmm. have it at a four on Goodreads. It's probably going to get bumped because the more I think about it, the more I love it mm. in a way. Mm -hmm. And this is because this book follows Spring, who we meet in the old west trilogy from beverly which is one of my favorites it's a good one and i don't dislike our hero in this colton lee he is a news reporter that's like come out to meet spring and like hear about her ranch that she runs mm -hmm. the reason i love this book is i very rarely get to read a book in which i feel very seen and it's a very valuable moment in this way because spring does not want children yeah and is very strong on her stance of not wanting children and that for me was like so refreshing because many a times I've read a romance, <laughs> they don't want children. And at the end, there's that epilogue where they're pregnant mm. or the bright man comes and they change their mind. Mm. But I just really loved how much of a take no shit kind of woman spring is, which is what is bringing this book onto a favorites list. If it's not on my favorite book list, it will probably be like favorite characters. Like spring is up there. Yeah. Because, yeah, she just was a take no shit and was not going to listen to anybody's opinion. And she's going to do what the fuck she wants to do. And you can deal with it. Yep. And I just, it's it's something that we don't get enough of <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah, there was some great caretaking in it as well. And I love a good caretaking scene. Yeah, I agree. I, I really like that about it, too. And I tried to point that out, I think, because I because I agree. I think there's people who look for that childless yeah. and especially in a historical. You don't. Yeah, you don't get it in historicals like ever. Mm -hmm. She's such a great character. The hero is a little bland. Yeah, I agree. And that's, <laughs> like, that's why I keep waffling on my rating. Yeah. It's still a four on Goodreads, but it's like it's one of those books that I loved so much that I don't think we've heard. It's not really been talked about much since it came out. It so hasn't. I feel like it deserves some attention in that mm -hmm. front. And yeah, I just I spring is so good yeah definitely <laughs> she's everything in that one yeah i will say content warning for like a history of uh trauma from sexual assault oh yes that's right i totally forgot about that yeah my next one is another one that i haven't really heard anyone talking about and i thought it was great it's her wicked marquess by stacy reed this is another historical and it's one that i think is really interesting because it's a historical romance by a Black author where the characters are white, but a lot of the themes that she's dealing with seem very relevant to <laughs> something you would see written by a person of color, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. So this one is a slow burn romance, but it is definitely steamy. The heroine is really smart. It does have some angst to it. So this one gets a little heavier than some. It's not so much of a frothy one, but it has a lot to say about power dynamics, sexual assault, rape culture, and people who are marginalized. And so I thought this was just really powerful in terms of the commentary it has on the treatment of women's bodies, especially marginalized women, and like the insidious nature of 
male privilege. That's a lot of what this what this is dealing with with some of the side stuff. So there are some content warnings here for dealing with some of those heavier issues, but I loved the way it handled it and I really liked the the, the romance. So the main character in this is this bookish wallflower who's nearing spinsterhood. And uh, she basically, the men of the ton do not like her because they think she's too opinionated. Like mm -hmm. she voices her opinion frequently and they've kind of pushed her out. So now she's being pushed into an arranged marriage with a man who is not only twice her age, but also super creepy. Mm -hmm. So the hero is this guy who's this notorious rake who's known for like seducing ladies and partying and stuff. But what people don't know is that he is secretly playing a long game seeking vigilante justice for a woman that he loved who was sexually assaulted by a group of highborn men before committing suicide. Like I said, heavy, heavy. Uh, that is heavy. Yeah. 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 So it's like some intense stuff. But I think the way that it handles it is really, really compelling, and it's it's just done really well. So the heroine of the story hopes that getting caught, having been alone with him, and having the appearance of this ruination will help her escape from the marriage that she doesn't want. Mm -hmm. And and so he kind of like gets roped into this, but then of course along the way they end up falling for each other. So it does deal with some heavy topics. But it's very, very good. And I haven't really seen other people talk about it. Don't think I've seen it talked about much at all either. So yeah. let's see. I've got It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey, which I do feel like it's talked about a lot. Tessa Bailey is one of my favorite authors as well. I think she writes some of the best dirty talk I've, I ever read in romance books and heroes that just make you like, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like this. Uh, this follows Piper, who is a influencer, which I feel like is something we also don't see a lot in romance yeah. books as a job, right? Like, that's kind of her job. Her mom is married to a celebrity, and she kind of has just been able to just, you know, bop around Beverly Hills and have not meaningful friendships, let's say, and a lot of not great things happen. And her stepdad kicks her out, and they make her and her sister end up going to somewhere in Oregon, I think. And they end up in, like, a fishing town where her dad owned a bar that is, like, boarded up and possibly maybe not in the best condition currently. And they roll up there and find out it is the local hangout spot, actually. So, like, the locals have taken things and, like, turned it into a place that they go hang out mm -hmm. without all the tourists. Mm -hmm. And she meets Brendan, our hero, like, right off the bat, who is like, you are not going to survive here. Like, you, there's no way. So she has to prove him wrong. <laughs> He's a big fisherman and there is, um, he is a widow actually. And we do have to deal with like some grief around that and him moving on finally. Um, mm. And obviously the small town being like, most of the small town wanted him to move on, but you know, there's still some stuff there with that. Yeah. But we just follow Piper, like kind of, she's a mess. Like she does not have it together. She, you know, comes to find out a lot of these people she thought were like her friends are not her friends and mm -hmm. it, this character is inspired by alexis from schitt's creek uh so <laughs> just think that like she's I, I really just enjoyed her lack of togetherness but then mm -hmm. also the discussion of like being an influencer as a job which is like something we both have experience yeah. in here i feel like and it does get you yeah. do get demeaned like people get weird about it sometimes <laughs> when they find out that's what you do and they're like what and I'm just like, it's a thing and leave me alone. Yeah. Like, just tell me you're jealous and move on. <laughs> like, like, just tell me you're jealous and move on. It's fine. Um, but like, I do feel like sometimes people just get, I don't, it's weird. 
Mm-hmm. It's just weird sometimes how they are about it. But yeah, it just yeah. is so good. And there is just some, I mean, spectacular filthy talk where he is like, that's fine. You can be high maintenance as long as I'm the only one doing the maintenance on you. And I was just like, all right, right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sir, let's then. go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just a fun rom-com-y kind mm-hmm. of situation yeah. happening there. I love it. Okay, so my last one it is interesting because I feel like it's very polarizing. Like people either love it or don't, which is fine. This author is also polarizing, I suppose, even though she's wildly popular to some extent. But uh, A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> Um, and I'm not going to talk too, too much about it because we have a whole episode yes, um, we do. about this, which I will link somewhere if you want to go check it out and hear kind of a deep dive spoilery discussion. But I loved this and I wasn't necessarily expecting to. I, I liked the Akatar series, the Court of Thorns and Roses series by her, but didn't love it. But I had gotten this because I was like, oh, well, I'll probably have a good time with it. And then it's an, it also made me cry. <laughs> I just, I really, really loved this. I loved the fact that we have a prickly heroine who's dealing with trauma and PTSD and seeing her in this path of healing and the way that this deals with the different forms of trauma that women experience. I don't know. I just loved it. I felt really seen by it. And um, I thought it was really good. It was also very steamy. I feel like this is the book where Sarah J. Mass is definitively pivoting to be like, I am now an adult romance author and yeah. <laughs> like no longer YA. And like it it definitely upped that. And I I I liked it. Could you criticize the plot and world building like you could in the rest of the books in the series? Sure. Is that what I'm reading it for? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, so. like, you know, a lot of the criticisms are always valid on Sarah J. Mouse's stuff. But, like, you know, if you like it, you like it, and that's okay. And if you don't, then don't read <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she is not for everybody, which is totally fine. But, yeah, I really, really loved this book a lot. So, All right. My last one is a short novella called The Midwinter Mail Order Bride, which I did talk about on an episode with you and Leanne. Mm-hmm. This is a fantasy romance And this follows a princess named Anya who is drugged and taken to another village to marry Kale the Conqueror. And he's like never been defeated and he's known as like this vicious guy. And like literally their meet cute is her on a bed or on a chase or something with like a sword threatening people because they won't take her back to her homeland because she knows something's wrong. And he listens and they load up on the horses and they go on a journey And they fall in love and go save her family because she was right. And it just was one of those books where I like, I was like, oh, this is going to be like, it's under 200 pages, you know, Mm -hmm. short thing where you're like, oh, this is going to be fine. And I I read it and I was like, what? (laughs) I was just like, oh, this is really, really good. And I was just stunned by it. I didn't think it was going to be terrible, but I just Mm -hmm. like did not expect a favorite out of it. Hey, Um, But, you know, he... She thinks, like, he's going to kill her, basically, if she finds out why she wants to go back and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, no, they actually, like, he goes back with her and, like, empowers her with her family, who is, like, kind of shitty and to her. And is like, no, you need to listen to her because she was the only one who noticed and things like that. And you're just like, yes, yes, I like this. So, yeah, it just it was so good. Awesome. I love it. So, there you go. Those are all of our 
favorite romances from 2021 and hopefully you guys will enjoy some of them too we're going to move into talking about most anticipated and we are going to go by months mm-hmm. and uh ending in july so this is for the first half of 2022 and it, it is worth noting that some romances get announced pretty late. So there are authors that probably will have things coming out that just haven't been announced yet. So this Mm -hmm. is based on what we know we have coming. Yep. Um, Yeah. My first one is coming out January 4th. This is The Kindred by Alicia Dow. It's a YA sci-fi romance that looks really good. To save a galactic kingdom from revolution, kindred mind pairings were created to ensure each and every person would be seen and heard, no matter how rich or poor. So Joy is a commoner from a lowly planet who lives a simple life. Apart from the notoriety that becoming kindred to the nobility's most infamous playboy brings, and then Duke Felix Hamdi is her, the person that she's like mm-hmm. a kindred mind paired to. And his plan is to exasperate his noble family to the point that they agree to let him choose his own future and finally meet his kindred face to face. So they have this like mind pairing. It's like a sci-fi romance thing Mm -hmm. and yeah it it looks cute that sounds cute yeah let's see i have a january 18th we have electric idol by katie robert the sequel to neon gods (laughs) i'll call it neon idol what no (laughs) this is a psyche and eros retelling i have an arc of it i don't know a lot about it it's going to be set in the same city obviously and Mm -hmm. they know that they're going to have to deal with aphrodite being mad at them and I don't, I don't know a ton about this myth, so I'm really excited to dive in on it. Awesome. Okay, so my next one is January 25th, and I also I want I all want to read that one as well. But mm-hmm. January 25th is Devon and Chris plan a wedding by Chensia C Higgins, and this just looks like so much fun. It's about two people who know each other and mm-hmm. they fake a relationship for a reality tv show <laughs> okay so one of the it, and this is a sapphic relationship with mm-hmm. one of them who's been trying to come out to her mom for years and so this is kind of how she's coming out is <laughs> like planning this big splashy fake wedding so they have six weeks to plan a dream wedding and one of them is about to make it as an influencer and wants to be on reality tv the other one wants to come out to her mom and so they have to convince their friends and family that they're really getting married in six weeks and if anybody guesses that it's not real they lose the competition oh boy (laughs) that that's some stakes yeah uh, I have one also on the 25th uh, okay. for January, and that is Monroe by Cressley Cole. Uh, I'm not going to give a huge plot summary because this is book 18 in the series, but I will say this is a book that we have been waiting like two plus years for, <laughs> and I will be locking myself in a hotel room for the day to read it probably. So <laughs> that is my that is my plan, and I'm very, very excited. We got a tease of this one in McGreeve. And we've been waiting since then, which is actually more than two years. But uh, wow. this continues in her Immortal After Dark series, which is a very beloved paranormal romance that has all kinds of monsters, mm-hmm. shifters, vampires, harpies, or not her, yeah, her- Valkyries, and witches, all the things. Skews a little more towards the dark side, I would say, but mm-hmm. really, really delightful. Also, there's demon love interests as well. So, you know, cool. it's got all the things I love. Awesome. I think that's all I have for January. 
Yep, that's all I have for January. Too. Okay, so my first February is on the fifteenth. All right, mine's the twenty second. So okay, so February fifteenth is House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Mass. This is the second book in her Crescent City series. This is more heavily fantasy, but also romance. And I have a feeling this book in particular is probably going to kick up the romance. This, from what is I this hear, finally going to motivate me to read the first book. <laughs> You should. It's really, it's really to. good. I, I actually, we could do a buddy read. I want to do a reread before we do a buddy read. That works. Out. I'm down. Let's see. What is my first February? My only February one is Delilah Green Doesn't Care uh, by Ashley Herring Blake. Mm, this mm -hmm. is a queer uh, rom com, they're calling it, of course. And it follows a single mom, it sounds like. I just, I saw the cover and I was like, I have to yeah, have this. It looks adorable. I, I, yeah, I want it to. Uh, so Delilah swears she was never going to go back to her hometown and she ends up going back and her sister is pressuring her into photographing a wedding and then her sister's best friend, Claire, and it's about their romance. And uh, mm -hmm. she has been raising her little sister, her daughter, I think on her own. All I know is it's a great cover. Uh, we yeah. have a like, slightly more masculine lesbian on the front and a like pinup style other one uh other lesbian and it just looks so good it does i love it yeah my last one for february is also coming out on the 22nd this is the good girl's guide to rakes by eva lee and i i honestly i haven't let me i have to look at this i have not even looked at the description i just really enjoy eva lee's historical so i was like i mean yes, I see, done. she's one of those ones i just pick up yeah, she's really good. Um, okay, so this one features a notorious rake and an innocent debutante who strike a scandalous bargain. Oh, I like that. I always like mm -hmm. a I like a good scandalous bargain. Me too. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so it looks like she's a society darling, but she really wants adventure. So they make a deal that she'll introduce him to the right social circles if he'll show her the scandalous side of London. Ooh. And so he escorts her in disguise to like gaming halls and wild sets and sensual art salons and stuff. Um, but of course, attraction builds between them. Always. It has to. It has to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on March 1, I have Hook, Line, and Sinker, which follows Hannah, our Piper's sister. And we got like a little preview of their romance in the first book. And it was really funny because she was like, he doesn't like me. Like, he's just a notorious flirt. Like, that's what he's known for in this town. And it, the hero is Fox, who is obviously a known flirt, but has been like trying to, he was like trying to learn things that she liked in the other book. And it was very cute. Like, she was into records and he was like looking up where to go for records in Seattle. Like, it was one of those where you're like, oh, Aww. I love this when it's like a former rake of sorts right turned mm -hmm. uh, temporary but same thing right turned into yeah. a um you know just overly in love with one person mm -hmm. That's um, cute. yeah i'm really excited and she's living with him so i'm like thinking this is going to be a fun one for the yeah. dynamic there awesome yeah so the one i have for march 1st is by any other name by lauren kate this is an enemies to lovers romance about an editor and her best-selling author Oh, yeah, which sold me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like a book left ground, like, ooh, okay. And the cover is like a cute illustrated one. So I think this will be fun. So on March 15th, I have In a New York Minute by Kate Spencer, who I listened to um, a podcast she's on called Forever 35. They talk about like skincare, life stuff, just general mm -hmm. advice. And they'll interview like different people. And it's always kind of interesting. Yeah. And this is her debut romance. She wrote a book about grief and stuff like that, like with her mom passing. 
but this is her first like fiction book and she's a big romance reader. So I'm hopeful. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it has like all of the like feelings of me, like when I read about it of like a old, like rom-com, like a classic rom-com kind of. Mm-hmm. So Franny meets a guy on the subway in Manhattan. And I guess it goes from there. Like they, she thinks it's like a disaster she's the sunshine one it sounds like and he's kind of grumpy of course (laughs) um and the creative type so it'll be interesting to see how it works they keep running into each other too so Mm -hmm. i was like that could just be very fun setup so i don't know a ton about it i have an arc of it i will definitely be reading it before it comes out to like see what i think but it just sounded like i don't know like it might actually be a bit of a rom-com if that makes sense yeah i love that that's awesome Yeah, so I've got two coming out that day. One of them is a YA romance. This is Right Where I Left You by Julian Winters. And they're calling this Case and Calendar meets Becky Albertalli in a deliciously geeky best friends to lovers romance. Hmm. Uh, So this looks really cute. It's post-senior year, so, like, set in the summer after senior year before college, Mm -hmm. where, like, two best friends are spending their final time together and they're going to a comic convention and one of them is also attending his first ever teen pride or there or they are together but then they end up kind of catching that sounds cute it sounds really cute yeah and i've heard good things about julian winters what's your other march 15th my other one is dating dr dill by nisha sharma i'm so excited about this it's a romantic comedy inspired by taming of the shrew featuring a love phobic tv doctor who must convince a love obsessed homebody that they're destined to be together like this is so it sounds so cute it sounds so cute so and it's going to be a series it's the it's the if shakespeare was an auntie series <laughs> So she's going to do a bunch of Shakespeare retellings with um, like South Asian heroines. I'm excited for it. Looks yeah, really that cute. sounds really good. So I've got a March 22nd. This one is Savvy Sheldon Feels Good as Hell by Taj McCoy. I love this cover. It's a debut own voices rom-com about a plus size heroine who gets a full life makeover after a brutal breakup with the help of an irresistible cast of friends and family, a kitchen renovation and a devastatingly handsome contractor. So I I saw this cover and was like, yes. Yeah, it looks awesome. So I I definitely want to read this one. Okay, so I've got three in April. So first, I have two on April 5th. One is Reputation by Lex Croucher. This is a historical being pinned as Bridgerton meets Mean Girls meets like Gossip Girl, I guess. Give it to me. It sounds (laughs) it, it has very mixed early reviews already, I will say. But it sounds very interesting. So Our heroine, Georgina, is abandoned by her parents and moved to a new town to live with an aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. She meets a group of girls and some people part of the in crowd. She falls in love with Francis and, like, one of the girls. And there's, like, debauchery, drunkenness, mysterious young men. And, you know, running around the Regency era in the town and Mm -hmm. finding out the price to pay to be there. So we'll we'll see. It's one of those ones where I was like, this sounds so different than anything I've seen put out historically lately that I had to check it out. Next, we have The Wedding Crasher by Mia Sosa, who Mm. I absolutely adore. I love her books about a character who's about to ditch the DC area for a new place to live. And she's roped into helping her wedding planner cousin on a random couple's big day. And then she stumbles upon a situation that convinces her that this couple isn't meant to be. And what is she going to do as a true romantic? Does she crash the wedding? Uh, All that fun stuff. 
And then she meets Dean, who ends up begging her to, like, be his pretend girlfriend, it sounds like. And, you know, help him make partner at his job at a law firm. So I just, okay. it's, it's, you know, the worst best man was delightful. And oh, I gosh. expect nothing but delightfulness from Mia Sosa on this one as well. Because it's also got a fun cover. And it just sounds like a good time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm um, I'm finally going to read Worst Best Man in February. It's one of the, we're doing like two romances with patron, mm -hmm. my patron, channel patron book club. So I think that'll be oh, that'll I think be you'll like it a lot. I'm excited. We're doing that one and we're doing um, Ladies Guide to Celestial Mechanics. Oh, I love that book so, too. I'm excited. Reading, be reading favorites of mine. My last one for April is April 19th. And it's called Go Hex Yourself by Jessica Clare, who is an author I have read all, I think I've read all of her backlist. A long time ago, she wrote some really great contemporaries with like billionaires. I've not read all her backlist, I lied. <laughs> I read a bunch of it. And this one is about witches. And I'm very interested in the new witch trend that is happening. Mm. So I keep picking all of them up. <laughs> she thinks she's applying to work for a card game she loves. Instead, she's actually applying for a real job like with witches um it should be interesting so it has like room and board she's apprenticing to a powerful witch she's got her like black cat that is her familiar and then she meets reggie who's like her boss or something i don't know it just sounds real interesting and it's one of those ones where i was like this is either gonna be awesome or it's gonna be real weird and also mm -hmm. like Allie hazelwood the illustrated cover has some parallels to a certain adam driver and I'm curious if this was adapted from fan fiction. Interesting. It's also coming hmm. from Berkeley. So I'm just, I don't know, is Berkeley leaning in? I mean. <laughs> or what? Who knows? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, the only one I have for April is coming out April 26th from Entangled. This is Never Cross a Highlander by Lisa Rain. This is a black highlander romance that is saying it's a mashup of dirty harry in a kilt with mr and mrs smith with lots of banter which i want to read this so bad i yes i'm i think so i got pushed this. i thought it was coming out this year yeah i, th I think they, it, i mean a lot of things have gotten pushed but it, yeah. it's saying right now april 26th and i guess we should say like all of these are subject to change this is what yeah. the dates currently are you never know. I do not have any May releases. The only thing I have is something that was just announced yesterday, mm. which I'm just going to group them all three together. Um, they yeah. come out in May, June, and July. And that is the three new novellas from Allie Hazelwood. Oh. Uh, we have Under One Roof, which is out in May, and that follows another scientist. I don't know a lot about it. I know that they're all, like, really cute, good illustrated covers the audiobooks i think are dropping first and then the ebooks are coming out like a month later okay um, I this need one to add these to is, my to read list yeah they literally just got announced yesterday so this the under one roof is roommates and it sounds like they are a nemesis with each other then uh -huh. there's below zero where she is stranded in the arctic and her enemy comes to find her and save her but he is definitely the villain who tried to ruin her career. So, you know, what more yeah. do you want? And then the last, that one comes out in Ju July. Okay, I got these out of order. <laughs> it's so confusing. It's okay. I'm like, There's a lot. Well, she's also, it looks like she also has two more books in the series that are full novels coming out 
maybe sometime in 2022. They just haven't announced the dates yet. Yeah. So Stuck on You by Allie Hazelwood <laughs> is the one that comes out in June. Yeah. This one is a civil engineer. And it sounds like, I mean, I think all of them are enemies to lovers. They all have mm-hmm. like amazing. These are like, like the love hypothesis had like those really solid covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm just excited for more women in STEM, to be honest. I love it. Yeah. And I'm all yeah. For that. I've got a June 2nd. I've got the 28th. So okay, great. All right. So June 2nd is fake it till you bake it by Jamie Wesley. This looks really cute. A reality star and cupcake baking football player pretend to be a couple in order to save his bakery. This one I'm dying to see how this turns I, out. Yes. I don't know. Like, is it going to be amazing? Is it going to be terrible? Who knows? Yeah. But I need it. It sounds really interesting. Well, and so it looks like the heroine is the most reviled woman in America after turning down a proposal on a reality dating show. I love it. Um, yeah. And anyway, it just, and it looks like also it might be kind of a grumpy sunshine. Like the, it says she ends up working at San Diego's newest cupcake bakery alongside the uptight owner and professional football player, Donovan Dahl. And it's owned by like multiple football players, I think. Oh, interesting. So yeah. it'd be the first in a series, maybe yeah. that would be fun. I think so. We'll see. Yeah, this looks really cute. Yeah, I can't wait. The one I have is American Royalty by Tracy Livesey, yeah. which comes out June 28th. This is inspired by Meghan and Harry, kind of, and our heroine, Danielle Duchess Nelson, is a famous rapper inspired by Meg The Stallion, if I recall correctly. I'm so um, excited about this. And then our hero is a Prince Jameson, who is a professor and a reclusive royal. Oh, my God. Like, give uh, me all the tropes. And he doesn't, I- know, he doesn't know who she is, and then finds out too late, and it's a whole thing, and I'm just... Uh. I'm very, very excited for this one. I I don't want to know a lot about it either. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm good. Like Mm -hmm. just that, that was all I needed. And I was like, I need this in my life. Yep. So, yep. I'm with you. Okay. July. I have a July 5th. I have the 12th. So, okay. Um, So July 5th is what souls are made of by Tasha Suri. They just released the cover for this. This is YA. It's part of this series of remixed classics that Macmillan is putting out. And this one is a retelling of Wuthering Heights. I'm so excited because I love Tasha Suri. She is yeah. one of my she she writes a lot of adult fantasy and um, has like one of my favorite fantasy romances that she's written. So her taking on a retelling of Wuthering Heights with uh, South Asian characters, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be great, and it's going to be good. I agree. I'm excited. I need to finish her backlist and be caught up actually because I yeah. love her writing. Oh, she's so good. Well, and one thing that I think people don't always talk about that's interesting is that Heathcliff, based on the way he was written in the original Wuthering Heights, was probably a person of color. Mm. And that doesn't show up in a lot of adaptations we have on screen, but it it seems likely that he was either like South Asian or Black based on the way he's described. Um, And so I think it's interesting having, having him actually be... Indian, like from like just from India, um, yeah, and that telling. Yeah, that'll be that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Okay, July twelfth, I have bet on it by Jody Slaughter, an author I absolutely adore. I finished her backlist this year, and I was a little sad about it. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but this follows Asia Owens, who encounters a man of her dreams while she's having a panic attack at the Piggly Wiggly. 
Um, this is set in South Carolina, so that also has me very excited. And then she meets him and is met is introduced as her favorite bingo buddy's grandson. And then the thing that really sold me on it is it's a hastily made bingo-based sex pact is supposed to keep this thing between them from getting out of hand. So Interesting. you know, who doesn't love a sex pack? Especially I mean... around bingo. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I, it just, it sounds really cute. Like they, they seem to not want to shake up their lives and they end up, you know, leaning into their emotions and I'm very excited. I love it. Okay. So the last one that I have is coming out July 26th and this is another YA one, I think. Yeah. Why it's another YA retelling that just looks really cute. This is accomplished a Georgie Darcy novel by Amanda Quain. So Georgiana Darcy gets the pride and prejudice retelling. She deserves in accomplished a sparkling contemporary YA featuring a healthy dose of marching band romance, endless banter and Charles Bingley as a ripped frat boy. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. I'm, yeah, it looks great. I hope it's as good as I want it to be. So like a contemporary retelling. So that one looks looks like yeah. a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. so there you go. There's lots of things. There's more stuff coming out later in the year. There's more stuff that hasn't officially been announced yet. So mm -hmm. maybe we'll be back in several months to give you some of our other anticipated reads. But it's been a good year. I don't know it why we thought we could year. do this all in one episode. <laughs> we were very ambitious. We were very I mean, ambitious. if you trimmed your list, maybe, but yeah, fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. It it's was a little fun. holiday treat. Yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> we hope you enjoy them. And um, we will be back next week. Probably. Maybe two weeks. We, you know, if we have to push it two weeks, I won't feel bad about it because we did back-to-back -back episodes. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we will be back with your normal programming. And uh, this is going to be a spoilery discussion of season two of Bridgerton. And I'll have finally watched season one. So yes, so we're filming. We're filming this very early. We'll have plenty of time to do it. I'm in the middle of a rewatch, and then we're going to watch Bridgerton, and we'll get into all of the details. So yeah, hope you enjoy. Thank you all, um, and happy holidays. This has been Chapter Through Podcast. We're your hosts, Bethany and Izzy. You can follow us on our individual YouTube channels, which are linked either in the show notes or in the video description if you're watching us on YouTube. And you can follow Chapter Through Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, as well as find all of our episodes on YouTube, as well as wherever you like to get your podcasts. Follow us for the next episode talking about Bridgerton Season 2. Thanks for listening. <laughs>